Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when they invent a new nose. I'm your sick host who cannot come up with good things. Luke, that's me. Do you have a last name? No. Oh, okay. Well, I am your your well host who can uh, speak <sighs> in complete sentences, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way, maybe a sniffle or two along the way from you, Luke. I'm sick. I don't like it. I'm not interested in sickness. Most aren't. So, I want to I want to jump right in today with a with a quick question, a query, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this last time, right? Did I tell I told you my conspiracy theory, and we had that whole bit. Yes. Yes. So. This is a good question because I I made a video today. I'm talking about what is seeming decently likely, and that is new Macs potentially this very week. Could be tomorrow, Noah. Wow. We have no idea. Wow. Oh, God, my nose is already filled. Oh, man. Oh, this is going to be really fun for audio listeners. Anyway, ugh. I hate a stuffy nose when you're trying to do talking. And that's all I do. I'm a talk. I'm a professional talksman. That is true. That is true. Horrible.com. So the iMac Pro. I had one for three, two years. It did me very well. It honestly probably would have kept working for me. But, you know. I had to get on the Apple Silicon train eventually, so I did. But I think the iMac Pro should come back, and I think it will. And do you think it would be this week or or sometime later on? I don't think it's going to be this week. So we talked about it last week, my conspiracy theory uh, with the studio display is that Apple has been, and we know about this, it's it's undeniable fact at this point, because Ross Young is the one who talked about it. He said, 5K mini LED ProMotion. And let me tell you, folks, if Ross Young says it's happening, then it's about as sure as a wall panel falling off behind Noah right or now. Two. And look at that, it happened again. Or two. So, you know that it's a sure thing. So, clearly this is going to happen. And last week I talked about how Apple decided essentially that they didn't have enough time to get that display ready for the studio display and the Mac studio. And so what we have is the current studio display, which is like a weird hybrid where they took the, they recycled the panel from the old iMac and iMac Pro and they just put it in there 
And they're like, all right, there you go. That, that's a product. And we were all like, you know what? All right. I bought it. I'm a sucker. I'll admit it. But it's only a matter of time until we get the iMac Pro back. And specifically, I think, I think it's going to be M3. I think the M2 generation, I talked about this in my video today, is a skip. I think it's a placeholder. Yeah, I think it's. It was interesting. I was kind of surprised, you know, when the when the iMac, you know, the the M1 iMac came out, and then Apple got rid of. I guess the I had to double check the 27 inch iMac is gone, and I knew that the 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 iMac yeah. Pro was also gone. But even the 27 inch, that was yes. like kind of a strange thing. At least for me, I thought it was kind of strange. Uh, and so I, I did expect that, you know, we would get them back or, or get something back, you know, some other iMac above the 24 inch iMac. And obviously that hasn't happened yet, but it sounds like it will. So this is something that I personally was expecting for a while, but, um, I don't know. It was a weird move when, when they went away. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes sense. I think that realistically they probably wanted to get, uh, M1 Pro and M1 Max with a 27-inch 5K mini LED. I think they probably wanted to get that product out this year. Cuz like look at the look at the current lineup for for new Mac launches in 2022. We had the Mac Studio, we had the M2 MacBook Pro and Air, and that's it. That is pretty light. Uh there has not been a year that had that little in quite a while. Uh, and so what I think happened was, like I said, that display just wasn't ready. And then by the time it does become ready, I think, you know, the ship has sailed on M1 Pro and Max. We're not going to see any more additional products with that. M2 Pro and Max, I don't really see Apple doing an iMac Pro with a spec bump, essentially. So to me... M3 is the one that makes the most sense. I think that's where we're going to start seeing the Mac Pro, the iMac Pro, and probably, I, I, I personally am holding my excitement for M3. I'm hoping that that is something we don't have to wait that long for, like, like a, a WWDC type of thing. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, when I think about it, like, there has to. There, there's no way they wait until 2024 for the Mac Pro, right? That that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they're already gonna be outside of their like two year transition period, and you can argue they got yeah. everything else. I mean, you could argue about the iMac Pro, uh, you know, True. But, but they discontinued that. I don't know. The Mac Pro was the one that they did tease. They explicitly teased it uh, the last uh, in one of the previous yeah. events. And they will, you know, I don't think we're expecting this year, so they will miss the two-year transition period, and that's fine. But yes, going even further into 2024 would be a lot further back in their transition period. So that, I agree that that doesn't really seem right to me. I love that they, I love that instead of admitting that they missed the transition for the 27-inch iMac, they just killed it. They're like, ah, there's not a transition if we kill it. We didn't miss anything. Yep. What if they do that with the Mac Pro too? They just they just discontinue it. I mean, 
they could they could discontinue it i feel like they have to have some because like there are i guess some like workloads or some people who like rely on on intel x86 stuff <laughs> um you know if they're running oh, like we're we are 13 minutes in i haven't those, this those panels are the dropping. the the adhesive is is shot on these i'm gonna redo it and i'm gonna put <laughs> twice as much tape on them and that's not going to help, but I'm I'm going like to do it idea. just just to no, prove. No, it's not. But we'll just to prove to the haters that say that we're not trying. Exactly, just to prove that it that, that nothing will overcome this wall. Um, but I I do think uh, what was I what was I what were we talking about? Mac Pro. The Mac Pro. Yes. You were saying something about yes. There are yeah. some people who rely on the Intel if they're running. Uh, like dual booting or running maybe certain software. I don't know how much of an issue it is anymore, but I feel like maybe there are some pros who need that Mac Pro with Intel, but I feel like the majority of people don't, and that would not be a good buy for those people. So maybe Apple could discontinue it and then bring it back like they did with the iMac. Uh, I don't know. I could see it either way, but functionally, like if they, even if they keep the current Mac Pro, you know, I feel like hopefully people know that they should probably avoid it because a new one's coming. So I don't know how much of a difference it would really make, but it would be interesting. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Uh, I think I think at this point the Mac Pro is probably about ready. Uh, it's not that old, remember. It's, it's only three years old. It hasn't really been touched since. They did uh, give it some new graphics options. And... I, there were rumors that Apple was planning another Intel Mac Pro. I would imagine at this point those have been scrapped because, you know, we're on we're on 13th gen Intel at this point. And quite frankly, I don't think Apple can really compete with those processors. So it, it definitely would behoove them to compare against three-year-old chips. Uh, I'll put it that way. Now... If we're going to pivot here, I'd like to talk about some of the stuff that we might actually get this week. And one of the things that we might actually get this week is maybe even a wall panel that stays up. No, don't be silly. For next for next week. For next week. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe. So, here's where I'm at. I think... I think... M2 iPad Pro. I think M2 Mac Mini and iMac. That's my initial sort of guess. Uh, I theorize that basically, okay. I think a number of people wondered why Apple didn't update the Mac Mini and the iMac this summer. Because the MacBook Pros got M2 that there's no reason why they couldn't have just done the same thing. But I suspect, given that they were in somewhat short supply initially, I think Apple just, they they wanted to space those upgrades out so that they could have more time to uh, get supply levels up. But tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think, there's no reason for them to wait. The Mac Mini, the iMac, they don't have to change the design. It's just swapping the chip. 
They just got to do it. The Mac Mini especially because it's it's two years old now. They got to update that guy. Yeah, I think those those upgrades. You know, the three that you mentioned, the iPad, uh, like iPad Air, the um, the the iMac, and the Mac Mini. Those are all such simple upgrades for Apple to do. They are overdue, Easy. like you said, and obviously, you know, chip uh, chip uh, shortage or supply constraints might have contributed to that. I think that's a good theory, but very easy thing for Apple to do. Get a couple more products out the door and then it sets them, you know, the sooner they release those, the sooner they can then update them again when, you know, let's say M3 comes out. Cause if they wait for too long and they do OM2 and then M3 comes out and they got to wait even longer, mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, has a knock on effect. So it makes sense to just get them done. Exactly. Just get them done. Exactly. See, you know what, Noah? This, is, this proves that we're on the same wavelength here because that is like verbatim what I said in my video mm-hmm. today. So when you, when you look at the timeline, if you expect the M2 generation to behave exactly, exactly the same as M1, then, well, what would you be in for? Well, M1 came out in November. M1 Pro came out next October. So that would mean M2 came out in June. M2 Pro would then have to come out in, what would that be, May of 2023. Uh, and then there was five months between M M1 Pro and M1 Ultra. So that would be May to uh, October 2023 to get M2 Ultra, which again, remember, 10% performance gain. That's pretty minor. And then five months after that, so March of 2024, getting the M3 chip. Now, is that impossible? No. Is that likely? Dear God, I hope not, because the M2 is just so minor that, God, I I think it would, like, on a purely selfish level, Noah, that would be disastrous for my YouTube channel if they waited that long and, and all we got are, like, extremely sporadic little, like, oh, hey, here's a, uh, here's... 10% better CPU performance. Woo. <laughs> Celebrate. If I have to wait until freaking May for an M2 Pro, I'm going to flee the country. I'm going to go bankrupt. Yeah, I I agree. I'm very curious about the M2 stuff because Apple's in, like, I guess kind of a, a weird position in that, like, they can't release anything or they really shouldn't. I don't think they would release anything with like M1 Pro, M1 Max, M1 Ultra because if there's already something that says yeah, no. M2 in the name, even if the M1... You can't back. Yeah, whatever. Even if those are, are more powerful and they are more powerful, it's not good marketing. And this is all marketing. You know, the M, M1, M2, the names, it's it's marketing stuff, right? Absolutely. So the marketing folks are not gonna are not going to let that happen. And so... And, you know, there are, you know, there are cases of Apple releasing, uh, you know, devices that have older chips. So, for example, like the iPhone 14 and 14 Pro have the same chip that the 13 and 13 Pro had, right? But that's 
kind of a that's yeah. kind of I think a little bit different. You know, releasing mm. releasing a new product with an older gen chip. But this isn't like because if you're, this is saying like there are some products that have the M2 base and then some products that have the M1 Pro and Max. The 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 M2 base and the M1 Pro are not really comparable. They're they're different different chips. So I don't think it's really that case. I think it is just a case where Apple wouldn't uh, wouldn't do it. And so now they're in this this awkward situation where I guess they would have to release an M2 Pro, M2 Max, M2 Ultra. You know, maybe not Ultra, or move on to M3. And and you know they gotta they gotta do something. So, here's my theory, because we talked about this, and you're absolutely right. They can't be backtracking. They're not gonna go back, and and do old chips, or well, they're not old chips, but you know what I mean. They're not gonna go back to M1 mm-hmm. now that they've started M2. But as we have already listed, they have a pretty decent laundry list of things that need to get done. And, like, we're talking about, like, two years out getting a Mac Pro, two and a half years, you know, iMac in two more years. Like, that is way too slow. This is tech. You can't go that slowly and stay, like, Apple Silicon is supposed to change the world. It's not going to change the world if it takes them two, well, at that point, four years to do a process upgrade, right? 2020, we get the five nanometer M1, 2024, we get M3, a four year cycle, they will get annihilated over time. And like, that's the thing that I think a lot of people, I have said multiple times on the podcast, in videos, on Twitter, that Apple right now is already starting to fall behind with their speed. And the response that I always see is, oh, well, M2, M1 Pro, what all of the Apple Silicon chips are fast enough and the benefit is inefficiency. It's it's so much more efficient. That is where the benefit lies. And to that, I say, yes, that is true now. The problem isn't where they are now. The problem is if they legitimately take almost two years, uh, a year and a half to fully populate four types of chips, right? Then that would be M2 Ultra wouldn't come out until the end of next year. M3 would start in 2024 and finish in 2025. That is a way too slow timeline. Intel, AMD, they have new chips every single year. And they're not always significant every single year. But if you're if you're falling six months behind every single cycle, that adds up. And eventually you're a year, a year and a half, two years, two and a half years, and your cycle is going to be just slowing you down. And those benefits that make Apple Silicon so good are not going to be good anymore because you're going to be like, oh, yay, the Mac is efficient. But by that point, Intel is going to be like 70% more powerful for the same price. And then you're back at square zero, which was Macs have always been, you know, they, they run well on, on battery and plugged in. They focus on on efficiency and quietness instead of being loud and sucking up a ton of juice. They did that even with Intel, but they weren't a good value because you didn't get good performance. You didn't get good value for the money. Apple Silicon will do that. 
if they don't keep this up. So my hypothesis is M2 being a stopgap here will roll out next on Mac Mini and iMac. And then perhaps next month we get M2 Pro and Max in the MacBook Pros, the 14 and 16 inch. Okay? Then, no Ultra. I don't think there will be an Ultra chip. That's my hot take. Skip over that completely. M3 debuts at WWDC. And then we start to get into more of an annual cycle with the main chip at DubDub, Pro and Max in the fall, and then specialty chips can be sprinkled in as needed. I think that would be a pretty good schedule for Apple. I think it would match with, you know, they they do yearly upgrades for the iPhone chips, the A-series chips. And, you know, you can argue how big of a difference the chips make, but they do put out a new version, you know, A, whatever number plus one every year they do that. Same thing with, uh, maybe exactly. not the Apple Watch. I don't know. Maybe they skipped, uh, skipped one or two, but, 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 you know, at least for the A-series chips, which is sort of the, the real template uh, that, that we should go off of, Apple does it every year. I think it would make sense exactly. for them to do it every year. I think some upgrades are going to be bigger or smaller than others. For example, M2 is a pretty small one. We're hoping M3 will be a big one. So not every year uh, is going to be as exciting as every other year, but it makes sense that every year they would release, uh, you know, these new, these, uh, you know, a new chip for the base one. And I think also it makes sense if you say there's no M2 uh, Ultra because the M2 is a pretty small bump. Maybe it's not worth it to make an ultra version of that chip. So maybe there are some years, maybe the ultra is on a two-year cycle and every other year you see it around the same time, you know, maybe in the fall, maybe in the, in the, the winter or spring. I, I don't know, but maybe, you know, every other year you see it and, uh, or every three years or, or you know, whatever, whatever number it's going to be. Yeah. But I think, I think that makes that timeline would make, would make sense. I agree with you. The every other year, I think what we'll, I think we're only going to see the big chips on odd numbers, M one, three, five, seven, etc. Because let's be honest, you don't need to upgrade the Mac Studio every single year. It's a niche product. It's not going to be bought. You know, people aren't buying high end four or five thousand dollar computers like they are iPhones. Even for someone like myself, there I, I would not justify if Apple came out with an M M2 Ultra, I would I mean I'd obviously get one to review, but I'd either return it or sell it. There's no point in me upgrading to M an M2 Ultra. It doesn't do anything for me. So Apple I think would be aware of that, and that's the best way to shorten those cycles. You do M1, M1 Pro, M1 Max, M1 Ultra. M2, M2 Pro, M2 Max. Keep it short and sweet. Just those two basic chips. Because remember, the only difference between Pro and Max is GPUs. So nothing super crazy there. And then M3, M3 Pro, M3 Max, M3 Ultra, etc. 
I think with M3, we probably also add another tier on top of that, the extreme or whatever they call it. I, have we run out of names? I think I think extreme. I think if they do another one, uh, I I would put my money on extreme. I agree. I think extreme. They used to do that, I believe. I believe extreme. I mean, wasn't there the airport extreme? That was a product, yeah. So I think they used to have extreme, and as long as they used to have it. I think it's fair game. Uh, they don't like new stuff. That's no good. Was ultra, is that a new word in the word bank? That might have been. I'm trying to think of other instances. Might might have been. I don't know. Could Every be. so often they'll do a new one. But I I think the other here's the other the problem though right if they're gonna do the Mac Pro, you hear Mac Pro yeah you're gonna think oh that probably has an M3 Pro in it I think they need to rename it to the Mac Extreme, with the M3 Extreme I think I think that's just the logical thing for them to do. You know, you joke, but that doesn't seem that unreasonable for them to do i don't know i mean it would be kind of goofy but apple's done some goofy names before they've done some goofy stuff yeah so i don't know i mean how do you how do you say oh this wasn't part of the trans oh wait did they they i think they name checked the mac pro that's the only thing yeah they did i i, I was mostly joking Fuck. But it is kind of funny that, like, it's... I want a Mac Extreme. That's just good. I know. But, like, you think, like, it's called the Mac Pro, and you used to be like, oh, you know, the Mac Pro. That's the best one. But now you hear the name Pro, and the name Pro is in, like, so many different things. Like, there's, like, the 14, like, the iPhone 14 Pro, but then there's the 14 Pro Max, which is, like, even bigger. You know, it's the same phone, but it's it's even bigger. And there's like, you know, there's the M1 Pro, but then there's also the M1 Max and the M1 Ultra. So like the the Pro name doesn't have as much like power or gravitas or whatever as it did before. Mac Pro Max. Ugh, that's... <laughs> what if they do a Mac Pro and a Mac Pro Max? That would be so silly. I mean, the Just Mac make it bigger. Pro, I mean, that would be so goofy. Uh, what are they doing, folks? This See, the thing is, whenever we have these discussions, people are always like, Apple has it all figured out. They know what they're up to. It's all part of the master plan. Folks, it's not. If, if there's one thing that I would love to be able to do, it's disillusion people of the myth that Apple always has their foot on the gas and knows exactly what's going on. Because they don't. If you want to... Don't look any further than my air power video. If you guys have not seen that video, go watch it. Because the air power is the perfect example of Apple just being flat out wrong. They announced a product that they were not able to build before they accepted that they couldn't build it. And remember, the... 
the prototypes that I showed in that video were contemporary with Apple announcing the project. Okay? They announced AirPower when they had a uh, a unit that you had to manually enable the cores, the coils. And it can only run three and the whole thing crashes. They, there was a rumor that I heard about while talking to people making that video. There's a rumor that an air power caused a fire in one of Apple's factories because it used so much power and produced so much heat when you stack all of those coils. So there's a rumor that they burned down some of the factory with an air power. That's how insane that thing was. Jeez. And, and, and you look at that and then you think just a couple years later, they said, oh, we'll just put magnets in the phone. And now that whole product is totally unnecessary. Like they don't know what they're doing. That's true. And there are also, you know, there, there, there are some big things like air power. There are some smaller things like, you know, when there are global chip shortages or there's like, you know, labor issues or, or all the COVID stuff with factories getting closed, those things affect Apple too. Yeah. Like Apple is not immune to, to, to things that are happening at a global level, uh, you know, things that are happening yep. in, in China, whatever. Apple is not immune to that. They can't just say, oh, we're Apple. We're, uh, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to keep doing our thing. They're still affected by that. And that leads to products that get delayed, products that, uh, you know, get announced later than they, they should have been products that take longer to ship or, you know, the shipping dates slip, uh, slip out for a while and, and all that stuff. Apple's not immune to that stuff either. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's one thing that, it, you know, if you take away anything from this channel, it's this Apple is not this like supreme all-knowing entity you know people if you go back to like 2016 2017 people legitimately were like on forum posts saying like oh apple already has the next five years of iphones already done no they they are always updating and changing stuff and figuring out what the hell they're doing it, it absolutely and this is another <laughs> great example this comment here from Chuck, I, I'm not sure if this is joking, but Apple's master plan is to take over the world and make it like communist China. Ah, yes, Apple, known known communist, uh, richest company in the world, luxury goods reseller, Apple Incorporated, is definitely communist for sure. You know, they have enough money that they could they could probably create like a communist society and just ensure that it's able to, uh, it's able to function. You know, they have, they have enough money to, they probably to, could. To, to, you know, to handle that, to do pretty much anything, honestly. I mean, Apple has the GDP of multiple small nations and they're just, you know, a company in a spaceship. Yeah. They could, they could turn it into an actual spaceship and then fly it, you know, up into space if they wanted to. They should. That would be pretty cool. Uh, the Apple, I mean, what would they even call that? The Apple Space Max. 
Mm. Do you think they would paint it space gray? That would be, you know, that would be a, a pretty involved project to repaint that entire building. But I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like you have to do it. If you're already going to like turn it into a rocket ship and put it up into space, you just, you just paint it. You got you to do that. What's well, a little bit of paint yeah. here and there. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, good Lord. You know what? What? I have a theory. What's that? What if Apple put the dynamic island on an iPad? This is totally random out of, out of left field. But someone here just said dynamic island. I think they're do- joking about like Apple going to an island, yeah. which would be funny. But like, what about dynamic island on an iPad? Okay, I was thinking every time... I've looked at my MacBook Pro since the iPhone. I keep thinking about what if they put a dynamic island on it? Because I look at it. Every time you look at it, you see that notch there that's like sitting up in the status bar. And you're like, maybe, you know, they could just stick a dynamic island up in there, right? I think my... I, I support it. Well, my, my, my thought is that the dynamic island is probably going to be uniquely an iPhone thing. And the reason is just because... The iPhone is a smaller screen, and the dynamic island allows you to yeah. make use out of that screen. An iPad, a Mac, is a big enough screen that you don't need to, uh, you know, do something like the dynamic island. I think it's an iPhone, a small screen iPhone yeah. solution. And so, so people are saying like, no, the iPad doesn't need it. It doesn't have a notch. My thinking would be that they would essentially, like. Imagine where the face ID and camera is on your iPad Mm -hmm. and imagine that the camera isn't moving and the face ID sensors aren't moving, but you increase the size of the screen, shrink the bezels and leave a dynamic island behind in that same space. That if it's going to happen, that's how it would happen. But to your point, I don't think it would because you don't need that extra space like you do on the iPhone and realistically uh the ipad changes orientation and so if they put it on the side for landscape mode then if you hold it vertically that'd be ugly so i'm with you i think i think if they're gonna do dynamic island they should do it on the mac that's a good point about like the orientation because like already on the iPhone, if you are in landscape mode and, and uh, you know, not that you're in landscape mode super frequently, but the dynamic Island doesn't do all of the stuff, all the same stuff that it does when it's in portrait mode. It's like not some of the stuff like showing the current playing song and whatever. True. I don't think it does that in landscape mode. And it would look kind of weird on the iPad to have this big screen with a small little cutout. But I do think that it's kind of interesting uh, that Apple has basically set the precedent for if we're going to cut the camera out of the display, not do a notch, but actually like cut out a hole for the camera, then it's going to be called the dynamic island. It's going to have these features. So if in the future Apple wanted to you know, shrink the bezels and do something that looked like a dynamic island, but they didn't have the functionality of the dynamic island, that would be kind of weird to be like, here's this thing. It looks the exact same. There goes the last wall panel. Yeah. Here's something that looks the exact same, but it doesn't work 
in the same way or you make it work in the same way and it's like not very useful you know at that point on a big ipad screen i mean couldn't you make that same argument about the notch on the macbook though uh what do you mean like it's so the notch on the macbook looks the same but it doesn't have the same purpose as on the iphone i just mean like if they if they did it on the ipad and they shrunk the bezels and they did the the cutout uh but they didn't do the the dynamic island software features they said it's just going to be a pill-shaped cutout and it's not going to be dynamic Mm. in any way I feel like that would be yeah no that that would not work. that would be kind of weird now I will say you know I'm thinking about it a little bit I guess there are some things like the the dynamic island has the the audio player like the music that's currently playing and before you'd have to swipe down in control center to see the audio player there and that's also true on the iPad if you want to control the audio you have to swipe mm-hmm. down so I guess you know the dynamic island could be useful maybe you know maybe the dynamic island could be useful since iPad OS is really just iOS on a bigger screen there are some more features but like as far as dynamic island is concerned it's basically you know a larger ipad so all the like notifications and pop-up things that go into the the dynamic island uh you know they could still be helped if the ipad had one so maybe you know maybe i changed my mind and the ipad could use one i don't think it needs Mm. one it could use one the mac i really think true i really don't think that the mac would make sense to have one when you have the status bar with all these things and keyboard shortcuts and and you know customizable you can take the sections of the control center and drag them out into the status bar it just doesn't make sense on the mac to me but you never know i'll give you one simple easy reason why it would never come to the mac like all other considerations aside there is one reason and one reason alone okay why you will never see a dynamic island on the Mac. And that is the mouse. The whole point of the dynamic island is that you interact with it. Stuff comes out of it. You can tap on it. It's a touch interface. And that is incompatible with a mouse and a non-touch screen where your mouse clips behind it. Like, could you could you imagine going up to the middle of your screen to click on... Like, if you just copy and paste it over and it had, like, the music playing, like, okay, maybe it could be a status thing, but you, there's no way that you could interact with that in a smooth and, like, logical way. I didn't even think about that. But, yes, if you put the mouse in the position where the cameras or, you know, whatever sensor is, then the mouse obviously wouldn't be able to go on top of that unless they, you know, somehow put it inside of the display, but... I feel like that's a lot of extra work to put a dynamic island that the Mac doesn't need. So I agree with you. And also it'd be weird to have like, you know, on the, the, the iPhone version, there's the tap action and the press and hold action. It would be kind of weird to have it on the Mac where it's like a click or a click down and hold for a few seconds. It just, it just so wouldn't make sense on the Mac at all. So I completely agree with you. Uh, oh, Apple. What have you gotten yourselves into? I feel like they're 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 really good at making themselves a mess and then figuring out how to clean it up. That's basically what Apple has been doing for the last like ten years, and they they do a good job at it. I'll admit. Uh, I'm looking forward to this week. I'll leave it at that. 
I think there's a decent chance that we'll get some hardware. I wouldn't get your hopes up for anything like groundbreaking or mind-blowing, but we will see. Now, however, unfortunately, we will also see how I pivot to ending this podcast a little bit early because my nose is pretty full and I got to get rid of this. That was that was very smooth. Thank you. Unlike my nose, which is very stuffy. Yes. Yeah, look at that. Did it again. Anyway, um, to those who were asking, no, I don't have COVID. I took a PCR test, so we're all good. It's just a normal, normal old cold. I am undefeated, baby. Let's go. It's been, how long has it been? Two and a half years. I am untouched. It has not gotten me yet. Ha ha. I am I am very impressed. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Maybe a little bit jealous, but I guess, you know, I it wasn't a huge deal for me luckily, but uh but you know, uh you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping. Oh, it's a bragging rights thing for sure. I you know, like, I definitely felt that way until I until I got it and then and then I had it. Yeah. And luckily it wasn't too bad for me and now, you know, I'm just one of the one of the many who have had it. Yeah, you're one of the many. I'm I'm one of the cool. Cuz I get the moral high ground. That's what I get. I get to hold it over everyone's head and be like, "Oh, well, you know what? I did not get old Rona. Get sc- screw it. Oh my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jesus is watching. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh, Jesus wishes me to feel better. Wait a minute, can't you just make me feel better? What's with this whole like, oh, well, I hope that nothing bad happens to you. It's not like I have any involvement. Is like when the when the principal's like, well, I hope you don't get expelled. I'm like, that's up to you, Jesus. <laughs> what are we going to, let's work something out here. Come yeah, on, man. Just gotta just got to talk to your dad and see if you can figure something out. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Jesus just doesn't want to appear like a nepotism child, which is understandable. But like, come on, let's not let's not pretend like you have no part to play in this. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's probably the peak of dark mode. There, uh, it's all downhill from here. Jesus joined us today. Are we getting raptured? I don't know. Are you are you oh, starting they, to I, float into the heavens? You know when that I'm happens. I'm a little light. I'm pretty sure that you float up and 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 like your clothes come off, right? Or your clothes don't go up with you, right? I think. I think so. that's part of it. So let's maybe we should turn off the cameras before that happens. We should probably. T- yeah, yeah. Let's. Okay, if we're about to get raptured, we probably don't want to stream that. So, yes, we'll let's wrap this up here. We don't want to. I don't want to get, you know, if my if my final act is getting demonetized on YouTube, I feel like that would sort of taint my reputation. So we'll end it there. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We'll see you next week. Have a great night. Amen.